Ze loopt over van schoonheid, fashion, ambitie, talent en smaak. En is absoluut niet op haar mondje gevallen. Mijn lieve vriendin, Nicky Plesser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Met mijn grote garderobe ben ik natuurlijk zelf een drag queen. Eigenlijk. Oftewel, bla bla bla. Chocolade Well, Mary, I think it's safe to say that this season is officially madness. Uh, they sent Madam Madness home. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel like if we did the digging and we looked through all the seasons and episodes of Drag Race, like this is a running theme is something about getting rid of your signature thing mm-hmm. or like your, you know, your uh, whatever, like your signature thing. Let's go with that. Uh, and then that ends up being like the downfall. I mean, I don't know. I guess the first thing I think of is Derek Barry in, in season eight. Oh, you my know? God. That's the first one I wrote down. The next one I wrote down was Max and his gray hair. Yes, that's the other one. That's yeah. the other solid example. Yeah. So yeah. it it felt like, you know, we said this last week. I said it last week of like, uh, there's only so many narratives on Drag Race, you know? And mm. so not that this doesn't have its own nuances and its own originality, but it's like, oh yeah, this is a thing that happens on Drag Race in general, you know? Right, right. Uh, they use this kind of convenience. I mean... Uh, say what you want about the who went home, but this entire challenge was hard to judge in general, right? I'm talking about the uh, maxi challenge. So, yeah. so let's just put that aside, put a pin in it, Mickey. And talking about the runway, okay, I get it. You know, if they're like, yeah, the, the black dress was a little basic, uh, this did sort of look like an episode two should go home look. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was just it didn't it it, it the the proportions the 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 just the overall silhouette shape of this whole look uh, was it looked odd. It it looked like she should go home in it. Yeah, I at that point I thought you know this and and the, what's kind of nice about it is even she says in the episode I'm kind of relieved. You know I think <laughs> it's sort of like when Chi Chi went home and All Stars. Three, where it was like, you know, I think we all collectively are okay with this. You know, it, it doesn't feel as tragic <laughs> as other exits. Because even Chi Chi was like, girl, I, I just, not not today, girl. Like, <laughs> totally. I'm a big enough girl to know that this is this was yeah, my day. Turd City, um, yeah. <laughs> turd City, yeah. And, I, and I'm okay with that, you yeah. know. And I just think that madness was, oh, Chi Chi. Um, oh. And I just think that uh, madness was kind of the same feeling of like, yeah. I think I, I was I was just about done having fun. I you know what's interesting is I, I do want to talk about the lip sync after I mention this, but I'm a little disappointed and I call it madness that she's gone home because we're now left with a top six that I feel is just too similar. Like they all look their aesthetics are a little too similar. I'm not I kind of appreciated that there was different drag perspectives, Uh, Mm. you know, on other seasons of Drag Race that at least the top three has very distinct kind of types or different perspectives. And the top six now, I'm kind of like, yeah, I see how one's a comedy queen, how one's pretty, one's short, one's tall. Like, I get that. But they all kind of blend, are starting to blend in still for me, right? There's maybe two that stand out. One of them stands out because she's so tall. The other one oh, stands yeah. <laughs> The other one stands out because Chelsea Boy is just presenting something on a completely different level uh, than the rest. And then, you know, obviously Cedergine is maybe the third because of the comedy. But I thought Madam Madness was just an interesting thing to have on the runway, a different work of art to to showcase and i am a little disappointed that it wasn't maybe top five you know i hear what you're saying yeah i mean i, I think for me like setergine certainly stands out uh and mama queen certainly stands you know head and shoulders ah! out above the uh, i stands I, up I don't what does she stand up yeah i i could i could not believe it like her next to abby i, I know like, oh. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh my god, you could repel off of her. And so but I think that <clears throat> repel you know 
Yeah, like like when you when you have the, the rope and you're going down the side of a, a oh mountain, repel the right of a oh down yeah. on belay right 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 repel away yeah, okay, yeah yes, of course yes, sorry sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know but I I think uh, where there's similar I, I think there's nuances between the three of them but I think that you know Janie Envy and Abby are all kind of moving towards the same aesthetic when they get into drag mm-hmm. and. Uh, I I feel like I saw some new things about Envy this week that made her stand out a little bit more for me. Uh, you know, it's yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like it, it's nice to see some some more diverse voices or types of drag. Uh, but I think I am still getting enough variety between Sergine and uh, uh, Chelsea Boy and. <laughs> Who's the other one? Mama, Mama Queen. Queen. Yeah. Well, so like at this point, you know, it's kind of like between Janie, Envy, and, and Abby. I'm like, one. I have room in the back for one. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. Because Toyota Tercel only takes to- <laughs> so many drag queens, you know? Yeah. We're going to be, uh, who was it? Uh, Anna's mom telling yeah. Maura to get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. I have a massage table in the back. Yeah. So. My crystals are back there. I'm having a... Yeah. a- Having a I don't party need you, later. <laughs> I don't need you rubbing off on them. But I think of those three, I feel like uh, Envy rises to the top. Sure. Like, I well, think... I can't stop thinking about that look that she did of like the comic book look. Like, oh, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Un- yeah. uh, like impeccable. Really impeccable. Envy, oh, my God. Yeah. Envy, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, You know, the other thing I wanted to mention is this lip sync before we jump into this episode? Um, I send them all home. Like honestly, I love that there was that moment. By the way, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, one. <laughs> I love a Nicole Page Brooks reference. <laughs> yeah, totally right, totally. Uh, Nicole Page Brooks. Page Brooks. <laughs> My name is Nicole. My name is Nicole. My name is, My Nicole. Name is Nicole Page Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. so Mary, can I, I, I I'm gonna say something really controversial. Mm-hmm. They I would have sent them all home after this goddamn lip sync. This was this was garbage, mama. They were all so bad. <laughs> Even mom? Even mama. I was I was not believing it. She did the split at the end, great, but like there was nothing going on in her eyes. You know, I I think maybe because she stood in one place, at least it was different from the other two who were just doing, you know, octopus arms and moving around the stage. (laughs) No, Mama did the same octopus arms, but it was more like giraffe arms. Uh, Yeah, sure. She was reaching for the highest apple on the tree. And you know what? I don't don't believe that that was any type of aesthetic choice that Mama made. She was clearly having trouble. Uh, in those heels so Mm. take them off at least because they told you to take them off during the lip sync and spin around right like yeah that would have pulled focus that would have been really great and she would have you know at least stood ahead above the others um still (laughs) yeah yeah well the other two were just kind of kenya michaeling around her oh i know Uh, i yeah and and you know madam madness it was a similar problem with Mama Queen. It was just there wasn't much behind the eyes. Um, mm, Abby was just yeah. frenetic. I, I couldn't. I just. Yeah. This was really disappointing. Yeah. Abby. Like can, we can get like a supercut of Abby in that necklace throwing a cape in the middle of a lip sync. <laughs> it's happened like twice now. I I imagine they'll have at least one more. Uh, uh, I You know. I was glad to see Mama stay because I'm in, I, in. When I say I'm intrigued by Mama Queen, I'm intrigued by the edit of Mama Queen as a character in a TV show. I like. We talked about this last week, and I'm still like, but who are you? Like, wh- who do you hope to be? You know, like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, who was she? Who does who she was hope she? to be? Who does she hope to be? Like, I'm just. It's such a. Like it's such a, I mean, when we talk about there are certain tropes and certain narratives on Drag Race and there's certain types of edits in that like there's a narrator and there's like the confrontational one. Like there's just over time you start to sense a familiarity. Then there's these ones like Mama Queen where I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be thinking. I don't really know of the footage they're showing me of Mama Queen how I'm supposed to be interpreting her, uh, I you think know? I, and honestly, I, I don't even think 
I, I'm not intrigued by that. I think that's just kind of poor editing at this point. I'm, I'm just noticing the editing either being like noticeably bad or and bad because I notice it or like, oh, I appreciate that editing. Um, it's just hit or miss. And I feel like with Mama Queen, you know, that first episode, I was like, oh, God, I, you know, the crown falls off and all of that. Um, <clears throat> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and then, and, yeah. And then she kind of disappears and then she wins last week for n- no reason. Right. Yeah. For doing featured player work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was she like, is medicated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think the judges were. I, <laughs> I just didn't get Chocolate it. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I just didn't. I just didn't understand. Um, And even this week, I got to be honest, I feel like every week the winner is such a fucking goop. Mm. Yeah. And it's uh, kind of time back to the ending. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. NV1. How did this happen? Right? Like, oh, I... yeah, and I don't yeah. think Envy should have won based on the look or the challenge, right? Um, actually, I don't think anybody should have won based on the challenge, but uh, well, <laughs> that's another yeah. story. Never mind. Anyway, unless the big day came, I made my claim. Okay, sorry. I'm quoting Into the Woods now. Um, oh, so yeah. So anyway, I, I want to get into this episode and really kind of talk about how we got to this point. But before we do, Mary, tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. (laughs) Which, of course, is our podcast dedicated to drag race, the world of drag, and the paradigm created with this BDB little TV show. I'm Johnny and Nepa, Nepa, Nepa vibe. Well, and I'm Colin, and I'm just like a little bird. Cheep, cheep, cheep. I don't know why that was. I thought the I got it. I I know there were there were definitely some missteps this episode. I had a good time with the with some of the reading challenge. Some of the reading challenge. I was I was annoyed for most of the reading challenge because is it just me? Am I going crazy? Am I? I'm, I'm already crazy. Am I going further down a spiral? They kept they, they didn't show us one contestant's performance. Uh, unedited, no. right? It was all mixed up. It was very, very much a montage. They, there was not like the way that Drag Race does or RuPaul's Drag Race of showing like three or four reads per queen. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think, I think what I the the elements of it that I liked were like, oh, those are reads I haven't heard before that I thought, yeah, were clever. Like I thought Mama Queen's read of Mama of Mama Madness, Mama Madness, Ma, uh, Madam Madness was great. Of I don't have a read for you because I didn't expect you to make it to this episode. <laughs> That's like great back pocket card. Yeah, uh, right, right. Pulling yeah. that out. I I, I yeah. think the best one for me, and even Diva Mayday, Stan, uh, mm-hmm. even Diva Mayday mentioned this. She, uh, I think she commented on it. But there's only one thing safer than prep. Chelsea boys look. That's and- the other one I wrote down. That was great. Yeah. I mean that. That's clever, Miss Abby. That is yeah clever. Yeah. Abby. Oh my god. Abby. A plus. Yeah. I A plus plus. I uh, I think those. Yeah. I think those were the two that I that and like you're like a little bird. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Mm. I don't know why. I thought that was so cute and like it's such a dumb read, but it's like. Dumb and like a when dumb's a compliment, you know. Right. Well, no, I thought. I mean, it, it's it's cute. It's cute. It's uh, it's slightly punny, but more uh, onomatopoeia. Like it, it was mm-hmm. it was clever. Uh, yeah. But but I was, I had to watch the mini challenge twice because I just was like, wait, who's going? Who's going? And granted, maybe it's because I'm a dumb, you know, American consumer, and I can't keep this straight and I'm also reading while I'm watching so I also had to consider that that like I am Mm. reading the subtitles and so I am a little bit slower um in general so I I wanted to give the editors here a little bit of a break because of that and I also noticed like this this didn't really work uh I I I thought this was a bad reading challenge (laughs) because of it 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like there were. I, I mostly took it on like the relative scale of like in general across the board. Drag Race Holland has been a a, a pleasant, you know, trip uh, that, fro- that frolic I, through the ro- the tulips. Uh, uh, yeah, frolic through the tulips <laughs> that I probably. I, I probably didn't need this year, but I'm I'm I, I'm using the miles anyway because they expire in January. You know, like sure, sure. But it's so that being said, I'm kind of like looking for the things that make me go, oh no, I'm glad I took this yes, trip. You yes, know, yes, looking for those windmills, right. looking for those waffles, looking for those uh those fries. You know, those bitter bonds. Oh, God, that's right. Oh, so good. Um. I, the other thing I was here for this episode was when Cedar Jean, Cedar Jean says to Abby, be nice, especially in that outfit. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there, like, there it was, the craft service table drama, which I said I was going to keep an eye on what the snacks were, and I, the subtitles were in the way, so I couldn't. Um, so I, it looked like there was definitely some sort of juice in a cup, and that seemed nice. But that drama, I mean, Abby. Oh my God. Abby, calm down. Like, Abby, come on. Abby, please calm down. Like, I mean, Abby knows that she was doing a little diva move and said her she, you know, called her out. And it's just like, let her, let her roll. Let her roll, girl. But, you know, then you got to look at how many jars she's got when they show her little name tag. Oh, in, right. In how many interview. jars? Yes. Yeah. Well, look at those jars, you know? Uh, Abby, oh my God, 13 yeah. jar. <laughs> I mean, it was such a Vanjie little sister moment. Uh, just yes. this, this little sister having a tantrum because, you know, her older sister was mean to her or, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it, or it's like her older sister's friend, you know what yes. I mean? Who's like, okay, come over. Yes, yeah, right, 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 right. And says, yeah. there's no way you can fight while wearing that outfit, Abby. <laughs> yeah. God, Abby. <laughs> and then, you know, Envy, the 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 real older sister. The older sister, the, yeah. The friend. Uh, yeah. She says, uh, she's like, oh, you know, don't just ignore her. <laughs> yeah. God, Abby, grow up. Just ignore her. And then they go into Envy's room and prank call boys from school. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do want to say this about Envy and, and certainly I uh, – they kept Abby this week because they couldn't send her home after Envy suggested she should be in the bottom. Mm. But I'll say in general, the thing that makes Envy stand out for me is that she is the adult in the room. Huh. She's Not the Chelsea one... boy. I guess Chelsea boy's no. a little petty. Chelsea's just Chelsea's more of a, a different energy, but like the adult in the room, the like the one who's been telling Queens like you know, you don't be a victim, and you can't let that inner voice, you know, sabotage uh, you. That's Janie Jacay. No, no, I feel like Abby. Uh, no, because there was that scene with Madame Madness and Envy, where Madame was, you know, like the last episode, and yeah, and Abby was. Oh or Envy right, yes, was yes. like, oh my I know god, that you were course. bullied. Yes, oh my right. god, of course, yeah. So she's been. And she does it again this week. Like she's repeatedly that older, wiser, like doing the RuPaulisms of like you can't let that inner saboteur get to you. Things mm. like that. Like mm-hmm. she's been that mm-hmm. voice in the room. Mm. Uh, Janie Jacay is certainly an adult in the room, but she's more of like she's more of like Ellen Barkin and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like she's a she's she's a tough she's kind of she's a tough she's the tough she's Envy's tough friend. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like the Leah Remini that comes over. Yes, she's the Leo <laughs> Remini. Jackie J.K. Remini. I mean, I kind of appreciated how, uh, God, uh, indignant she got. I guess indignant's the wrong word. But she got really passionate when Sedergine was talking about how he lies about being a drag queen. Oh, oh she, I, yeah, she was. I love that, uh, though. She was biting back fast. I mean, it was a really interesting conversation. That was actually one of my favorite moments of the episode. Same. same. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some like theater in that moment, and not in the, that it was fake, but just so dramatic of of Cedergine saying, "I promised I wouldn't smell like ladies' perfume when I got home, but that wasn't enough." Ah, ah, uh, and and the way she says the way she like turns towards as she's saying that wasn't enough to kind of like grab another. You know, makeup brush. It's right. just so from a pile uh, of stuff. From a pile <laughs> of stuff, but that wasn't enough. 
Like it's just the nuance. I yeah. I love that. No, no, it was great. It was great. It reminds me of this play called Mother's Day, and the last line of the play is, "I shouldn't have said it." Oh, or I, should have said I remember. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have said them. Yeah, that play uh, was that was very traumatic. Yeah, I um, who wrote that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, some fag. Uh, some faggot. <laughs> so yeah, no, this uh, conversation interested me a lot, mostly because I think recently on maybe an Only Marys episode or something, we talked about how uh, you know I lie now about being a podcast host. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because you know people just have then create an idea about me. And it's like, should I? No, I shouldn't lie about being a podcast host. Is it mm-hmm. up to anybody else to tell me when to figure that out? Also, no. Um, but it's also As very... Deborah Cox would say, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely you know? not. You know, I'm going to wear a mini skirt when I go to work, yeah. right? Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, absolutely. All right, I'm done. So, but I will say that being a podcast host is different than saying you're a drag queen, which is laced with shame, laced with misogyny in the gay community and all of that. So there's this other conversation that I think Jean might need to have with himself about why he lies about it, right? It's not just he's he doesn't want to turn anybody off, but maybe he is still a little turned off himself. Well, yeah, right. I mean, that that stuff is usually a reflection of of our own shit. You know, it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't have that sensitivity if you didn't already have it before the person arrived. You know, right? Uh, before the situation arrived, like you, that's that's not something you're you know you're inheriting from somebody else. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, Janie's advice would ring so true with Cedrigine, where it's like, wait, what? Okay, bye. You know, you have to tell them because then you don't have to waste your time. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's interesting because you think about it, you're like, well, yeah, the sooner you tell them, the better. Right. Unless it's like, no, I want them to get to know me first before they judge me. It's like, well, I I, I get that perspective, too. You know, I think it's it's kind of a tough argument. It is right. Like, I think there's there's the argument for just put it all out there from the beginning. Like there's there's no moment of you know well okay i've i've eased you in and now i'm going to show you this thing like i think i don't know i guess ideally whether it be drag or podcasting or whatever it's like ideally you want to be with someone who is like yeah bring it on that's all part of you like i i i think you it it feels probably a little bit riskier because you're presenting somebody with more up front that they might object to but i'd rather know that up front i'd also rather not like get to know somebody and be like, okay, hey, so here's this really important part of me I have to share. And I don't know, like, I don't want to go through the rejection of that. I don't want to go through that conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd rather they just, I'd rather just be with someone who was interested in all of it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And and someone who I think has the emotional maturity to want to know everything from the beginning, right? So there's also that too. And Cedrigine, yeah. you keep forgetting, you're looking at him and you're like, oh my God, he's 38 and he's having such trouble dating. No, he's 26. <laughs> I'm yeah. 26. I'm 26. <laughs> I'm 26, Jar. Uh, so yeah, I mean, his dating true. pool is probably young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if he wants to date older and across the country, uh, you know, just knock three times, said Eugene. Pee in my face. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. Mannequin piss. Um, yeah, mannequin piss. Mannequin yeah. Piss. Um, I also, I want to just say while we're talking about Cedrigine, that one of the other things I've noticed watching him uh, is that when he smiles, he also has a bit of that like Seth Rogen-y face. You know what oh. I mean? Like Seth Rogen gets that same face when he smiles. Oh, and so interesting. There's a Robin Williams See Seth Rogen. See your type, BT dubs. Oh, BT, BT dubs. <laughs> oh, God. That's such a deep cut. <laughs> my type, BT dubs. My type, BT dubs. Marys, this is from the comeback. I feel like if we don't label it, then it's weird, and I'm willing to run the risk that we're explaining so all our jokes. Cute. <laughs> from season two, she's talking to the critics. You'll find it on HBO Max. Um. So, Mary, Sergeine also faints this episode. I wanted to praise the editing here because 
we didn't have to watch Cedric Jean like actually faint, which is scary. Oh, I was so worried I was going to see somebody fall. We uh, saw like a, you know, a lifetime reenactment of it, which I kind of loved. Oh, I loved oh, it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I was like, is this 1993? Is that Meredith Baxter Bernie realizing your child's been kidnapped? Like, where am I? Little Girls in Pretty Boxes starring Cedric Jean. Uh, starring Cedric Jean and Alyssa Milano. <laughs> And Lynn Redgrave. <laughs> With Stockard Channing. With Stockard Channing. David Strathairn. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure in... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just when she was Candace Cameron, she wasn't oh, Bure yet. Oh, not yeah. Bure yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-Bure. <laughs> Candace Cameron. Uh, did you watch those on your own or did you watch them with your mother? Because I had, I watched them mostly with my sister or my mother. And then as I got older, I kept watching them like alone. Yeah. So I think I mostly, the only thing I remember watching with my mom was when I was really young watching soap operas with her. And I remember there being some scene that was really sad and I was and I felt the emotions of it and I like looked at my mom at the commercial break and I feel like <laughs> she was like, Yeah, I know. It's it's really sad. <laughs> and I could I was probably four or five. Oh, okay. I mean so okay. young. But then after that, oh no, that was just like I that was all that cataloging uh, as a kid and just like seeing it on Lifetime and and I remember just yeah, like random scene, random scenes from you know, of, I mean, there's like one movie and I have to track it down. I think it's Valerie Bertinelli, but like to the last ten minutes is this like dramatic reenactment where she's like, "No, that's my daughter," and she gets the kid back from this like other couple that was gonna like traffic her. Oh, um, oh, God. oh, I yeah. Mean, I've seen. I saw John Stamos in Daughter of the Streets where he plays a pimp. Mm, uh, really terrible. Um, and you know, obviously, the mother has to like, you know, get her daughter back, which I love that storyline. Um, I saw Child of Rage, which is a real one. Uh, that's super disturbing. You know what else oh, I saw yeah. in Lifetime? I saw it on Lifetime, and I saw it in my health class. Was Sybil? Oh, I've only seen parts of Sybil. Mary, uh, it's, it's dark. It's super dark, Mary. And it's I mean, based on a true story. So, uh, based on a, well, I know it's based on a book. I guess it's. A, I don't know if it's a true story, but I know it's based on a book. Um, yeah, I I know there's some cold water enemas, and that's Mary, what sticks with me. It's it's super disturbing, and it's Sally Field, so uh, you know why not? But yeah. um, but yeah, no, I used to watch Lifetime movies all the time with my mom, and it was always like. Yeah, there's always a predator. There's always, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the babysitter gets attacked by the dad. I just watched uh, this week um, one of my favorite TV movies that I think I saw in Lifetime. Was, uh, it's a stranger, When a Stranger Calls Back with Carol oh, Kane. Oh, the sequel? Yes, the sequel. The from sequel. like 19... Yeah, the one where, yeah, it opens with kind of the same situation, but it's this mm -hmm. other girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jill Sholin. Uh, yes. I don't know why I know that, but I've seen that movie. Uh, and it's creepy. Like, that opening is... Uh, oh, the it, opening is really creepy. I, I like mm -hmm. that movie a lot. Um, I mean, it's problematic, as most movies from 1993 about, you know, women victims is. is. But, um, yeah, it's it's good. It's really good. Uh, the, the original is the one that... The one from 1979 uh, is the one that RuPaul always quotes. The call is uh, coming from inside the house. The original is, I mean, the first <clears throat> the first half hour of the original, which is all of the like, you know, the infamous sequence of, of the babysitter, Carol Kane, getting phone calls, is so good. And then like the last like five or ten minutes when, it, when the story goes uh, back to Carol Kane is so good. Uh, I don't really watch the middle that much because there's just no Carol Kane in it. But right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, when a stranger calls back. I always remember that at the end, when the killer is in Carol Kane's apartment and he's painted like the bricks. And he's Spoiler like, alert! Her wall. <laughs> well, it's from 1993. Yeah. Great year for movies. Yeah. No, there's so many lines in that uh, that I just remember from being a kid, and my sister and I used to like saying them um, to freak out my mom. We would say like, "It's dark, no phone. What does it mean?" <laughs> 
<laughs> Debbie's like, what? Yeah, no, my mom's like, stop it. Uh, and my my sister's name is Jill. So I'd always freak oh. her out by going, hello, Jill. Jill, get out of the house. The call is coming from inside the house. Just get out. Uh, anyway, Marys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will go back to Drag Race Drag Holland. Race Holland. Yeah. So we'll see you in a little bit. Hey, Marys, let's talk about therapy for a minute. I could honestly talk about therapy all day. Same. I think anyone could benefit from seeing a therapist. Totally. I also think it's very easy to talk yourself out of seeing a therapist, deciding it's too expensive or too hard to find a therapist. Or just not wanting to have to go to the doctor's office every week. Especially now when it might not feel safe to even go outside. Which is why we're big fans of BetterHelp, and that's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. You don't need to leave the couch. And it's super easy to schedule weekly phone or video sessions. Plus, you can send a message to your counselor anytime and expect a timely and thoughtful response. And if you want to change counselors for any reason, it's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. And no surprise, it's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy. And on top of that, there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. So, Mary, I want to talk about voguing because I'm so into voguing right now. Oh, yeah. I love death drops. Um... (laughs) I know we're not supposed to call them death drops. I know. You get a that's... fan and you get a shablam and you get a fan and you get a shablam. <laughs> uh, I mean, this, I, listen, I'm just, I'm, me and Voguing are in two different time zones, but I know this much is true. What I saw in that episode, uh, sure as hell isn't dancing. I know that much. You don't know shit. Yeah, uh, you know Amber Vineyard. I don't know much about her. She seemed super fucking fabulous. Um, yeah, I, liked I loved her, her a lot. and her children. Yeah. I thought they were cute. Um, I, you know, they spent a lot of time, and I was getting excited by how much time they were spending, showing us how bad they were at it. And I was like, oh, they're spending so much time on showing us how bad they are at this that when we see the product, it's going to you know, blow my tulips off, right? Right, totally. Um, and I, 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 I just, I, in seven seasons of Drag Race, I have not seen a car crash like this. Not good. It was not uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I thought the same. I thought, oh, we're this is that 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 editing of like show us how they struggle, and then when we see the final product, it's gonna be like, oh wow, they really figured it out. And they showed us how they struggled, and then they, and then they just they showed us a more edited version of them struggling. Uh, yeah, I mean, it basically, what any time that they were about to do a voguing move, besides maybe some sloppy shablams. Any time mm-hmm. that they were going to do a voguing move, the camera cuts. And oh, so it completely. was just these, this like very, it was this posing that wasn't voguing. It was like, it was just, just like. It was it, vaguing. It was vaguing. Yeah. It was it like. It was vaguing. It was like a 10 year old posing. Right. Um, I, and I don't mean to say that they were 10 years old, but it was just like they, they didn't know what they were doing. And I don't think these queens are bad at posing. I don't think that they would be bad at this. But I was surprised at just how much they didn't get this. And then to give Cedrigine accolades for being like, oh, well, you you really didn't know what you were doing. And then you were having a better time than others. I was like, mm. well, I I think that was them lowering the bar of like, okay, well, none of you 
did well on a technical level, but who looked like they were having a good time, <laughs> which is like when they bring it to like, okay, well, how do we judge this now? Yeah. Well, who yeah. didn't who have fear in their eyes? Sergeen shook her titties, so let's pick her. Sergeen looked like she was having a good, yeah, she looked like she was having a good time, her. But let's give it to Envy Peru because we couldn't tell the difference between her and half the other queens on that stage. Right, so. right. And if anybody, I think like, got the strut and the posing the most was actually Abby. Oh my God. Oh, well then Uh, I couldn't like that. I had a very hard time with this. I, you know, when the Queens get into these group situations where they're in drag altogether, that's where I'm totally with you, where I can't tell the difference between most of these women. I, I just, uh, so, so even though they had moments of showing us that's team Sergene and that's team, Mama Queen. Mm-hmm. Still, I was like, okay, well, Setter Jean's in there somewhere, and Mama right. Queen's in that group somewhere. <laughs> right. But otherwise, right. you know, it's all it's yeah. all palm frites to me, Mayor. <laughs> yeah, I. Mm, this was, oh, this was not good. I and maybe I'm speaking out of turn. It just didn't speak to me. I wouldn't have classified this as voguing if I had seen this with no introduction of like, here's their voguing challenge. I would not. Would not, not, absolutely not call this voguing. I just would have been like, no. oh, there's this. It's not even a dance challenge. Oh, man, I feel terrible. I feel bad saying that something's bad, but I can't not say it was bad. I just, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I don't think you'd be alone in this. I I agree. Like, it was, I was kind of excited about a voguing challenge, and I guess I expected that we would get a bit of a set piece from each of the queens. You get to see like five or seven seconds of them each on their own. I thought there might be a bit of a, a bit of a soul train situation where everyone's lined up and then I can see, you know what I mean? They do that at the, at the reunions and I thought, Oh, this will be great. We'll get to see each of them do something, but maybe they had intended to do that. I mean, it's worth noting that, uh, what's your name? Amber, Amber Vineyards, sure. uh, Autumn Vineyards, uh, that, when she's at the judges panel, she says, I think what we learned from today's challenge is that voguing is hard. Yeah. Agreed. And I think that was her way of saying, we never really got there, you right. know, just because so, you're, you're a drag queen, just because you're gay doesn't mean you know how to vogue, right? Like this is, there's, there's history, there's a practice, there's a whole technique. Like it's not something you just do. It's Yeah. And there's like a real choreography to it and a precision to it that I think, you know, not that it like I'm sure I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about voguing, but I know that this did not. This reminds this not... me. This reminds me of a top model episode. If you don't mind, there's this top model episode that I think was season eight. Anyway, it's the one with uh, cycle eight <laughs> cycle. Yes, um, it's the one with Joni and I think Jade. Um, and there's this crumping challenge. Where they have to get their pictures taken with uh, like insane clown posses in the background and they have to be crumping. And obviously, like they just need to get a a, like a still shot of them doing it. But it was it was there was no way that they could learn this style of dance in, you know, one afternoon and the same with voguing. And so it and, you know, it reminds me of the Drag Race Challenge I think it was season 11. Uh, yeah, season 11, the one with um, Silky and Vanjie and Brooklyn mm-hmm. and all of them. Um, mm-hmm. they, they had the like all of the different categories, right? They had the fans. They had the shablams, you know. Do you remember that challenge? Oh, was this the Olympics challenge? Yes. When they did the Olympics of drag? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, it worked. It, yeah. <laughs> it worked. So, I, I mean, I, I guess it's a risk that you either learn how to edit or you really make sure they know how to do seven seconds of something, right? Right, right. Like, have a contingency plan. <clears throat> but, I mean, I, and I guess I also, you know, I think about Shakespeare, for example, like an infamous challenge where it was just a train wreck across the board. That and I still loved, just, yes. <laughs> yeah, that I still love. But I think part of that is because they leaned into it being a train wreck. 
And I kind of think maybe mm. this episode instead they they just tried to kind of like brush it under the rug and edit around it. It's like no, just lean into it. Just be like, yep. Well, everyone, well, everyone's at the bottom. You know what I mean? Like it was right, uh, right, right. They should have done that. They should have been like, yeah, yep, this none of you won. <laughs> yeah, just like own the mistake, like own the stain mm-hmm. on your shirt. You yeah, know, right, right, totally. Uh, who had the stain on their shirt? Uh, uh, Nicole Byer. Um, <laughs> she did have a. She had that tanning oil on her on her uh, onesie. Yeah. Yes. So these looks, Mary, uh, didn't love this runway. I, and again, like Sana Villas Dufrit is back, giving us oh, I, terrible critiques, like terrible I, I, critiques. Oh, the dumb owl! I just don't <laughs> like her. <laughs> oh, I just I'm I'm. <laughs> You know, I'm just not responding to her. Who is she? Who was she? Who does she Who does she hope to be? Oh, that's sad Uh, owl. I just just don't like her. I just, when she came back, I was like, ugh, not her again. Yeah, I was just like, hmm. I mean, I guess maybe we're missing something, but her critiques are, her critiques are terrible. Like, terrible. Like, the, the, she looks oh this made me so mad the first thing she says to mama queen who had the best look on the runway arguably mm. right it was mm-hmm. between her and somebody else mama queen Sergis oh, really oh i was going to oh, say chelsea boy oh i anyway go on and we'll talk about chelsea boy okay yeah mama queen the first thing she says is her heels are too high Girl, <laughs> uh, right? It was like that's the whole point of the show, <laughs> Wallace. That's I'm what sorry, we do Nina. here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, CN. Whatever. How did is. How did they not get it? Uh, her name is uh, uh, Sana. Um, Asana. Sana. So uh, <laughs> it's hot in here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Turn it down, Sana. Make it a full sweat. of hot air. <laughs> Is that cedar? Is that cedar? Um, <laughs> Do I smell cedar? <laughs> um, Put some water on those rocks and cool off, Sana. <laughs> your heels are too high. Uh, so is your temperature. <laughs> so, no, honestly, though, and then and then the other judges are like, yeah, we didn't like the that you didn't have enough diamonds. I'm like, girl... She took off the, the hat thing and her whole fucking face was covered in diamonds. Oh, it was great. This was yeah. this was drama. This was, I thought, a great interpretation of the challenge where it's like you have this veil on, shine bright like a diamond, take it off, right? I mm-hmm. really appreciated. I thought it looked put together. Granted, when they zoom in on her feet, right, it's like, oh, you know, they're all... 10 of them are looking to jump, right? I get that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. But she's got like size 87 feet because she's <laughs> so tall that I'm just like, you know, cut a mama break, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cut a mama break. Um, I, I, and I also love that mama basically, I don't think she did this on the runway, but it was in the confessional. She was basically like, whatever. You don't, you don't have to get it. Yeah. Well, whenever they show a queen who's just like disagreeing with the judges in her in her confessional, I'm like, oh, you're lip syncing. Like mm. that. This this always they did happens. that to room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I wasn't surprised. Well, um, you know, Sana confused by everyone's gender, Dufrit. Um, I I just did not appreciate her her critiques. I don't think she added much. Um, so no. you let's talk about Chelsea Boy and Cedrine then, because I, I I I like Cedrine's a lot. Like I love this idea of like a glam nanny, um, mannequin piss. You know the Belgian kind of mm-hmm. reference. Um, but Chelsea's, I mean that face, Mary. It was. It just she looked like she was caught in a net, which I loved, and it was not screaming the theme, which I also liked. Yeah, I, it's not that I didn't like Chelsea's. I think that was – I didn't like – I didn't immediately respond to it, but it wasn't like, oh, this is bad. It was more of like, hmm, I think I need to, like, spend some time looking at this to, like, get the idea. Whereas, like, 
so it was just more of like mm, I I think this takes a little bit longer to kind of marinate on. Got it. Where setter jeans, I was just like, oh, look at you! You come out here, you got a headpiece on, you got a fucking pissing baby in a carriage, mm. like. It's just, and I just think, you know, the makeup is so, like, she has such strong features, and she paints with them. She doesn't obscure her features, uh, and it's just, like, such broad paint, and it's just so good. I just, I I have, again, having the same experience with Cetergene on the runway that I was with Jimbo, where Cetergene comes out, and I'm like, ah, oh, oh, where have you been? Interesting. You know? I mean, I hear that for most of the runways, except last week. I just didn't really respond to the hey look. It, we, yeah, the hay look was an exception. I gave her, I gave her a pizza pass on that one. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like, I like that she does the comedy. I really do, and she finds a way to weave it into her challenge. But um, yeah, for me, Chelsea Boy and Mama were the top for me. Cedrigina, very close uh, third. Um, and then you have Abby, Janie, and Envy, who basically went shopping together. And then split mm. the difference. Um, yeah. Abby's looking, sorry, the cheapest. Janie's, like, it, yeah. it, it, Janie's looked like something from a Halloween store. Like, and then the feathers fell off. I, I mean, I like that she made it look like a reveal. I thought that was smart. But it, they all three of them just kind of blended for me. And I mean, granted, maybe I'm not looking at the details and I'm just looking at the colors and stuff, but i uh, not impressed. Yeah, I felt like Abby's. It was it was giving me, you know, we're gonna wrap this asparagus in aluminum foil and put mm, it on the grill. You know, mm-hmm. like it had yes. that kind of like, oh, that's the texture I'm getting. Uh, it's a little crinkled, you know, mm-hmm. and and then Envy and Janie, you know, it was it was like you know uh, Holland's next top pheromone. You know what I mean? It was just like that kind of. Uh, that kind of aesthetic it was like, oh, it's feathers and you're blonde. And I don't know. I, I, uh, that's where I was really getting that feeling of like, oh boy, you know, uh, couldn't pick out one from the other in a, in a police lineup. But, uh, I think if I were to pick between Envy and Janie, I still liked Envy's more. Oh, of course. No, no, there's no question that Envy out of those three had the most elevated, polished look. Um, Janie's was better than Abby's obviously when mm-hmm. I mean when Abby came out I'm like how how like this was this was a not a very good look this was cheap like it didn't look good I yeah. felt bad because I do like Abby oh my god because oh my god I could say Abby oh my god but oh. this was Abby Reynolds rap <laughs> uh yes Abby what's the tinfoil brand is That's it Reynolds, Reynolds Rap? Okay, thank That's you. Fre- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I might anyway. be thinking of the... But, you know, whatever. The joke's done. I already made it, so I'm not going to try to figure joke? out if I was wrong. Was it a joke? Anyway. No. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't very funny. <laughs> anyway, Envy wins. Uh, you know, we have Madam Madness goes home. I love the tearful moment on the runway from Madame Madness. Uh, I appreciated that moment a lot more than the drama that they create by making the queens pick who's in the bottom. Uh, oh, but yeah. obviously oh. they needed that Envy v. Abby thing to go on. Oh, yeah. And I knew once it happened, I thought, like, Abby... I could have seen Abby and Madness both go home this week, but I thought, mm-hmm. oh, no, they we have to see what happens between Envy and Abby now. Right, like right. They have to make but, up, but yeah, something. Right, but it's also becoming a bit of a trope of like, Abby's really the only one who's had conflict with anybody. <laughs> if you think about it, no one else has really fought. This Abby's getting mad at everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's also not a bad tactic to stay on a TV show when you're only giving a mediocre performance. I mean, you know, it's interesting that her name is Abby, and for any Survivor fans out there, there's a very famous character or contestant on Survivor uh, named Abby Maria, and she was also very contentious in the tribe, and everybody wanted her to go home, but they also kept her because they knew that if they kept her to the end, nobody would vote for her, you know, they, so they kept her around, right. and there wasn't mm-hmm. any way she was going to win challenges and whatnot, so, you know, she's the goat, if you will. Um, she, oh, so did she go to the end? She did not go to the end, so she's not a true goat. Okay. Yeah. 
but uh, it, it's interesting that her name is Abby and that she, yeah. you know, fought with many, many people. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So that's this episode. I, I don't really have any other thoughts on this except Drag Race Holland. I, I, I look forward to Chelsea Boy's looks, Sedergine's comedy, and to see what, what, like, what this brand is going to bring. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this might, I mean, listen, there's not that many more episodes. Like, this might be kind of what we're getting. It's like, okay, you know, that was fun. You know, I, I, um, yeah, good time. All right. You know, and, and it just also might be my aesthetic and what I'm used to. And I'm American, you know, and I'm just it's just not I I don't follow the show the same way that that the editors and, and people in the Netherlands might follow the show. You know, it could just yeah. be that uh, it could be my own ignorance. So, yeah, could just be a little drag race fatigue. Who could knows? be that. Yeah, could be, you that. know, could be like, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, there is some drag related content that I am looking forward to that we will be reviewing on Patreon after it airs mm. on October mm. 20th. Dragula Resurrection is That's coming right. to what is it? Thinner shutter 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 <laughs> shutter. So, which, you know, honestly, I'm kind of like, I'm, I hope there's like a two week trial that I can just like check shutter out because mm. You know, Shutter Jean. Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to say Shutter Jean. Um, Shutter Jean. Shut her uh, up, Mary. <laughs> shut her up. Uh, but uh, yeah, so for folks who don't know, Shutter is this. It's like a, it's like the Netflix for horror movies. So that is where Drag Race, no, Dragula Resurrection, the two-hour kind of all-stars auditioning for season four of Dragula <laughs> showdown is going to be happening. I'm excited by the description in that it's part drag competition, part like camp horror movie. And I'm like, okay, I'm into this. Cause I do love that about the Boulay brothers is that they, they give us a show on their own show. Yeah, I guess I don't really know many details about this. So I think you know more about this than I do. Well, I just read a little um, press briefing. Um, Okay. You know, uh, so I don't know too much. But I do know that, that it will be, it's not just this competition. They're going to have those segments that we love so much on Dracula. Oh, sure. The little bits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Now, that that little press release does name some of the queens that we can expect back, right? All of the competing queens. Oh. Oh, I would love to know. I didn't know we could know all of them. Can you list out who all of the returning queens are? I can. So, um, did you ever get to watch season one? No, and I guess I will now. I've only seen the first episode and, like, maybe the last episode. It's hard because, you know, it's... It, you have to just get into the mindset of, okay, this is somebody's basement, right? And that's just the yep. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Frankie Doom from season one, along with w- along with Loris, who I love. I know uh, that name. I love yeah. Loris. Um, season two, there's a bunch. There's Kendra Onyx, Dolly, mm-hmm. and Vicky E. Black. Okay, well, you know, Dolly is someone who I I'm not surprised that she had all stars material written all over mm-hmm. her. So yeah, yeah, and and Victoria Elizabeth Black, everybody kind of was like, oh, she's oh, set she- to win, and then bitch, you know, it was like the bitch she was the bitch turned yeah. it yeah, but then the bitch turned it yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so Victoria Elizabeth Black, Dolly, Kendra Onyx from season two, and then season three is Priscilla Chambers, who ah. you know, <clears throat> welcome yeah. back, and. Saint. Hey, Saint. Hey, Saint. Hey, Saint. Hey, Saint. Hey, Saint. Who has rebranded I, themselves as Saint, not Saint Lucia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, Madam, I, or, you know, Madeline Hatter gave birth to just calling her Saint. It was mm-hmm. like, you know what? That has a nice ring to it. And Saint. it's kind of cringy. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, Saint. Well, now that it's just Saint, though, it's almost like then the problem is solved because it was the abbreviation that I mm-hmm. hated. Right, right. S-T. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I if somebody doesn't say "Hey Saint" on Dragula Resurrection, then I don't know what I'm doing here. So <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff. So you know, I gotta say, my first reaction was a little bit of a disappointment 
right? Because if I'm going to list who I wanted to see on an all-star season, I'm going to oh, sure. say Abora. I'm going to say Louisiana Purchase, Hollow yep. Eve. Yep. Uh, I might even say Eva Destruction. Uh, you know, I, yeah, Victoria maybe. Elizabeth Black and Dolly certainly would have been on that list. Um, and I have to say, I I had to check myself because when I think about it, this is not, they're not calling this an all-star season, right? Or a robbed season. Because while many of these queens might have been robbed, what I appreciate about, about it is this idea of resurrection. It's like, no, let's just give them another shot at showing mm -hmm. people what they do and what they're good at because they didn't get a good shot the first time around. So I actually love that we're going to get to see Kendra Onyx again. Yeah, and I think some of these folks are like Kendra, for example, I don't think did particularly well her season. No. And so there's kind of that like, oh, well, let's, you know, let's, you know, give her another take. Right, right. Um, Frankie Doom and Saint as well. It's kind of like, yeah, they went home a little too soon or, you know, that's how the, the cookie crumbled. So I'm hoping that we get, you know, these seven that are competing and it's not. I know this is, you know, wishful thinking, but I hope that it's not a total elimination. I do hope that we get to see a lot of them for a lot of this two-hour special. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's not like elimination-based uh, right off the bat. That maybe we right, get to exactly. see a few looks, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get to spend some time with these folks and get to know them, especially since it's not a full season. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well... Yeah, uh, and you know what? I gotta, I gotta hand it to them. You might roll your eyes about it, or just kind of like, you know, smirk about it. But I do think that the Boulets are certainly responding to the lack of racial diversity on their past three seasons, and they're mm -hmm. like, "All right, fine, we're gonna bring back Saint and Kendra." You know what I mean? Like, there is that yeah. part of it that I'm like, "Well, good." Yeah, well, I think that, like, you know, I mean, that's certainly uh, also something, you know, in different ways to think about with season 13 of Drag Race is, you know, how is the casting responsive to what people are saying? Uh, and I feel like the Boulets, it's like they, they, I feel like they are kind of the, in terms of, like, I don't think the Boulet brothers have the same biases. I feel like they've even talked about this and they're like, it, it's all depending on it, like, I think they talked they talk about this in terms of drag kings we're like we've always been open to all types of drag it's just like nobody's applied or like you know the quality just wasn't there right so I mean I, yeah I they, think there's that part too you know exactly that's a great point in that interview they certainly talked about that and they had all types of queens in their live show before this became a television show um, so they have that to kind of back it up and yeah I don't think that they were like purposefully being a certain way they were looking for talent they w did want somebody to just show up and do really well they didn't want to just put somebody on as a token right um yeah. which which i don't think anybody wants either i wouldn't want to be put on a game show because i'm the gay one because then I, then right. god forbid then i'm edited a certain way right mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure well, yeah that then you're not there to be you. You're there to, to be a character. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so th yeah. you know, I th that's all to say I'm glad that that there might have been a little bit of a nod to the critique that they got um, mm -hmm. by having this. I don't even know if it was Black Lives Matter fueled because this was probably filmed, you know, before or, or I don't know when it was filmed, but I don't I, know. I would yeah. assume before. Um, but yeah, I, I am excited about it because I also love the Boulets. So, uh, you know, and granted, you know, it's, it's right in the middle of all right, scary. It's going to be spooky. Um, yeah, I, I'm welcoming this. I, it'll be a nice palate cleanser. We didn't get a palate cleanser this fall from all of the RuPaul's Drag Race. We went straight into Canada and now Holland mm -hmm. and we're kind of stuck in this Glamazon space. And I, yeah, I, 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 I this can't have come at a better time yeah i agree i think for as much as i'm a little dragged out in 2020 i i have room on my plate for dragula resurrection i will make room <laughs> you'll make room i'll make room <laughs> i will push these potatoes aside <laughs> well i am thrilled uh to be re reviewing it uh on the podcast for the patreon 
we will give it to the Free Skate Marys uh, after Drag Race Holland sometime end of November, December, um, whenever it fits into our schedule. But uh, yeah. for now, it's just going to be Whenever we Patreon. feel like it. <laughs> we don't have to tell you. <laughs> you just have to wait. Or go to uh, patreon.com <laughs> slash allrightmary. <laughs> Well, anyway, Marys, um, I I'm good to end. Do you have any final kind of thoughts before we we wrap it up? I'm good. I mean, what they don't know behind the scenes is we've got so much more content to record today. So, like, I gotta I gotta keep what's in the tank and make it go the long haul. So, I'm good. All right, Mary. Well, uh, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at johnnyalso1 or on Instagram at johnnyalso. And, of course, you can find more of me on my podcast In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance. Uh, you can find me on Best Supporting Podcast, cleaning out about Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And as we mentioned before, you can get more of both of us, including a, our recap of Dragula Resurrection and lots of other spooky Matreons uh, at patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. Well, just one little plug for the Portland Gay Men's Chorus, we are having our fall fundraiser on October 30th at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I'm really excited about this event because we just added a very, very special guest uh, on top of the already exciting lineup. So uh, we have Vigor Mortis, friend of the pod, obviously a Mary. Alexis Michelle is going to- Take a drink. Yes, take a drink. Alexis Michelle, Vigor Mortis, Bolivia Carmichael's, from Portland, who is uh-huh. hilarious, and drum roll, please. Welcome to the fall fundraiser, bitch pudding. Oh wow! <laughs> it's just a little all right, Mary reunion, except it, for the Bolivia one Carmichael. Queen. Yes, I, yeah. I haven't I haven't been able to meet Bolivia, but I saw Bolivia perform. Uh, oh my god, she did this hilarious, hilarious routine. Um, anyway. I am super excited about it. Uh, the you know members of the chorus are going to perform. Uh, you'll see me interviewed by our host. Our host is a, a local queen from New York, a good friend of mine, Syzygy. Um, so if you want to look up Syzygy, you can. Uh, she is hilarious. And she did a segment with Tyra Banks that still makes me laugh. Um, anyway, uh, that's on October 30th at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The tickets are free. You can just watch this live stream for free and plan, hopefully, to donate to the Portland Gay Men's Chorus while you're watching the live stream. So you can, you know, get a cocktail, you can get uh, some coffee, you can to stay up late, you can get some candy uh, and, you know, sit, sit back a and Reese's, watch with us. A Reese's pumpkin, perhaps. They Mary, are the freshest they this are, time of year. They are the I <laughs> just ate a king-sized package of them last night. <laughs> you know, that's such a deep-cut joke between me and my friend Melissa, because in college, Melissa taught me, she's like, Johnny, whenever you're in a CVS or a candy store or something, and you see the seasonal Reese's peanut butter cups, like the pumpkin, the Easter egg, the Christmas tree, the heart for Valentine's Day. You should get it because you know it's fresh because they they yeah. made it for this season. So I was like, you're absolutely right. And there's much more peanut butter in those things. Oh, they are. Oh, my God. The <laughs> pumpkins. You know, I like to kind of gnaw the chocolate all around the edge Same. of the pumpkin. Same. And then I start to peel some of the top off. And I'm like, oh, no, I need some some you know i need i need both sides and then i then i eat the peanut butter (laughs) love it well anyway mary's in honor of this voguing episode kind of being a disaster we thought a great Mm. last chance lip sync this week would be a song that you could vogue to really easily uh kind of bringing back some some gay history with yeah din da da <laughs> which sounds dutch not dutch <laughs> that's, that's not, not dutch, dutch those, those kids, kids are, are speaking. speaking yes uh <laughs> it's kevin avians kevin avians and um you know obviously it's fabulous so yeah. uh, <laughs> kevin 
did I tell you that my new nephew's name is Kevin Mary? Uh, you have a new nephew? Did I not tell you? Was Jill pregnant? No. Uh, <gasps> the other one? Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, RuPaul. Um, no, so Nancy, Nancy had a baby back in June. Oh, my God. I did yeah, not know that. Nancy had a baby back in June. His name is Kevin. And I, I don't have the heart to tell her that every single time I think about my nephew's name, I go, Kevin! You sit up in an airplane seat and scream, Kevin! <laughs> so anyway, uh, Kevin, take us away, Calgon. Yeah. Uh, tot scenes. <laughs> Topic. <laughs> Ribaba, 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 ribaba